Chapter Three of Zauberlinda the Wise Witch by Eva Catherine Gibson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mary Esther Goldman. Chapter Three, The Rescue of the Young Prairie Dog. It was in June, and the longest day of the year. Annie was out on the prairie looking for wild strawberries, for it was about the time they ripen in South Dakota. Suddenly, as she stooped to pick a cluster of big berries, she was startled by hearing a pitiful little squeak, and looking down at her feet, she saw a rabbit trap, partially hidden by grass and flowers, with a young prairie dog caught in it by the paw. As the little creature looked up at her with its wild, bright eyes, the expression of fear and pain in them went straight to the girl's kind heart. "'Oh, you poor little thing! I will set you free!' she cried. She had often seen the trappers go by her home with traps like this, and Pete had shown her how to set and open one. She went to work very carefully to pry open its ugly jaws with their cruel, sharp teeth. Now when the little captive realized that it was not to be harmed, but was to be set free, it looked up at her again and Annie never forgot that look of gratitude. It tried to limp away, but could not. Its paw had been too badly crushed in the trap. Very tenderly, Annie took it in her arms and carried it home. She made it a bed of nice, clean straw and gave it water. It drank a little, but refused to eat anything, and sat very still, as though thinking earnestly. Now happened something that was exceedingly strange. Annie's other wild pets, the gopher and the prairie hens, would not even stay to look upon the stranger, but appeared so afraid that Annie was surprised. In fact, all of the animals avoided this queer little creature. Sometimes Spot, the old cow, and her red calf, and Billy, the burrow, and old Yeller, the dog, and Silvertip, would form in a wide circle around the crippled prairie dog and stand looking at it in a wild, frightened way, with their eyes bulging out. Finally, old Spot would shake her horns and bellow, and turn and run as though half crazy, while the others would follow her at full speed. It was certainly strange, yet it made Annie indignant to see them so silly and afraid of a little prairie dog with a crushed paw. When Pete came home from the hayfield that night, she told him about it. To her surprise, Pete, instead of laughing, looked quite solemn, and throwing down his hay-fork, went at once to look at her new pet. He was a long time examining the strange little creature, and was careful not to touch it. At last he shook his head and said, "'It is unheimlich, mein Annie.' "'Unheimlich?' inquired the child. "'What does that mean, Pete?' cannot just tell it in the English words, but it means that this little animal is not a common prairie dog. He is not really a prairie dog at all, but one of the little folk in the skin of a prairie dog," said Pete. "'What day of the month is this, my Annie?' "'Why, it is the twenty-first of June, my birthday,' said Annie. Potsdowson, then it is surely one of the little hillmen disguised in this way, for on Midsummer Day, just that one day in all the year, the great wise witch, Zabelinda, 
lets the little hill folks come up from their own country, deep down in the earth, and wander around for a little time. Oh, it is great luck if you do one of them a kindness then, for they will never forget, but bad luck will follow you all the year if you should hurt one. Now, perhaps, the king of the little hill folks will show your father where the rich gold ore is, and so make us all rich. Just then, Marthy Stubbs came out of the back door with a bowl of Indian meal dough for the turkeys. Ach, ja, Pete went on, my nanny, they are wonderful, these gnomes. We hats people call them the hill folks. They make beautiful cups of gold and silver and did you ever see one yourself asked marthy scornfully as she threw out her last handful of cornmeal oh no i have not just with my own eyes seen a little hill man but many of my friends back there in the hard country of my fatherland have said pete with an injured look lighting his big pipe and pulling his hat down lower over his eyes Humph. <laughs> If you Germans ain't the craziest lot I ever did see, said Marthy Stubbs, but Marthy never believed anything, so her opinion did not have much influence upon Annie's faith in Pete, for, while it may be foolish to believe quite everything that one is told, it is certainly just as senseless to close one's heart and mind against everything beautiful and strange by stupidly refusing to believe in anything outside of one's own narrow experience. Whether Annie's new pet was really a gnome or disguise or just a prairie dog, it acted very strangely. That queer, wild look in his eyes still seemed to frighten away the other animals. Even Captain Gibb, who was by nature as brave as a lion, and who lorded it over roasters five times his own size, even he gave that prairie dog a wide berth. Annie was its only protector and friend. It seemed quite fond of her, and would eat out of her hand, but would not allow anyone else to touch it. Its wounded paw was soon better. One night Annie thought she would take it out of her room and put it in the cunning little house that Pete had built for it out of an old wooden box. This little house had a small door cut in one end, with a little padlock on the outside. Annie put the prairie dog in its new home, gave it food and water, locked the door, and went to bed. The next morning, when she went out to see how he liked his new quarters, she unlocked the door and called, just as she had always done when she fed him. But he did not come at her call. Everything was silent, empty, and deserted. Not even one hair was there left of him. His prairie dog ship had vanished, and no one could tell how he had got away, where he had gone to, or why he had left them after receiving at their hands such kind treatment. Who had let him out? Not a hole could be found anywhere around through which he could have burrowed his way to liberty and Annie had the key to the door of his little house with her. It certainly was a very great mystery. Then Pete said that if he was a gnome in disguise, it would have been easy for him to pick any kind of lock, as all gnomes are expert metal workers. Even Marthy Stubbs for once did not laugh at this, for how else could so strange a disappearance be accounted for? This affair had happened when Annie was six years old one year before the time when she took her strange journey into the country of the gnomes and that queer kingdom of the elves which is called Pixylvania, in the midst of which lies the beautiful enchanted wood 
the little girl grieved over her odd pet's unkind behavior for she had really done everything in her power to make that prairie dog happy and then for him to run away without one good-bye look at her was really too bad it was her first experience of ingratitude and gave her a poor opinion of prairie dogs although before this they had always interested her for they seemed such cunning intelligent little animals living almost like human beings in regular towns or communities on the prairies where the traveller may see hundreds of the small mounds which mark their underground homes all grouped together here too in the cold winter time lives the small grey prairie owl who creeps into the warm houses of the prairie dogs and lives with them in peace and harmony they are certainly very intelligent creatures but thought annie what is intelligence alone without love and gratitude but we must always be slow to distrust our friends even when appearances are against them and this is a truth that annie was to learn later on for at heart there are really very few creatures either human beings or animals or dwellers in fairyland who are really ungrateful for the greatest power on earth is the power of kindness everything that lives the flowers trees birds bees animals and men and women are influenced and changed by it if you do not believe this take something or someone and try it upon them for a time and you will soon come to acknowledge its truth one thing was deeply impressed upon annie's mind after this episode of the prairie dog pete pumpernickel was a wonderful fellow and knew a great deal she made up her mind to learn all she could from him about these gnomes and elves and pixies for who knows when or where such knowledge might not prove useful End of chapter three recording by Miriam Esther Goldman